style helps you get up the stairs and down. Truman Capote once said style helps you get up the stairs and down. Welcome back, guys, or rather gals, um, to You Have to Wear Something. Um, so I'm fortunate enough to be sitting with another wonderful POC-style consultant, she says, in L.A., not stylist, um, Aisha of Aisha Ray Style. Aisha is a beautiful, tall drink of melanated water. And Aisha started her career in New York City, where she attended FIT, but now works and lives in Los Angeles. And um, she has been noticed and published by multiple outlets, including Vogue, Glashen, Revolt Live, Elle, Paper Magazine, L'Officiel, Too Many to Mention, and many more. Um, Aisha, welcome, and thanks for being here. And so, as a person of immense style and taste from New York, why would you come to L.A.? No shade to L.A. Um, are you hating it? Are you loving it? A little bit of both. I know I have a love-hate with L.A., and now, eight years later, I still can't decide. So, Well, um, the reason why I came to L.A. was because I started in TV, television, in New York. And, of course, L.A. is the mega for television, film, and mm -hmm. all that. So I was like... Okay, I felt, I got a little big-headed, I will admit, in New York, and I was like, well, I worked on TV, I can make it in L.A., and I came to L.A., and I couldn't get booked on one show, one job, all my contacts couldn't pull me. I realized that if I was not a union, I was not getting a job in L.A. Um, it is about the unions It's out about here. the union. New York is not about the union. You just need to know people and you're fine. But yeah. L.A. is very strict, which I get because there's a huge market of people wanting to work in TV and yeah, film. Yeah. New York, everyone's in finance or corporate. So if you work in TV, they're kind of like, yeah, come on, you know? Um, yeah. Because they don't have that many people um, aspiring to work in television. So that was kind of a shock for me. And when I first got to L.A., I hated it because when I wasn't doing what I loved, um, I felt like a failure. And then I felt like the people were really fake because in New York, if you apply for a job and you don't get it, you're going to get an email back being like, sorry, we filled the position. Thank you. Have a nice day in L.A. They just tell you, we'll get back to you. And that yeah. can go for years. Yeah, they give you this false hope, and then also people are really standoffish. So, I mean, my biggest uh, complaint about L.A. is that it's socially awkward. Yes. And that people just don't know how to be straight and honest and, no. and direct here. Yeah. And, and you really need that in business, right? So whatever it is, even if it's bad news, just, like, pull the Band-Aid off and let me know, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Um... I know. I never know if like, I should go back east or what. I don't never. I never know. It's one of those things. Um, yeah. Only thing is missing a little bit here is the way that the people are. Yes, right? Yes. So that's the thing that that's my problem with Harris because I'm like I wish I can bring my New York people here mm -hmm. and we can live because I love the lifestyle better here. You know, like mm -hmm. I feel like I take care of myself better. I'm into like working out, eating healthy. I feel like everyone. I'm surrounded by cares about that stuff too. Yes. Uh, whereas home, I don't feel like people care that much about that stuff. It's more so on the go. Always <laughs> well, definitely work, a lot work, in work. Chicago. I mean, no offense to Chicago, but I feel like, hey, if you, hey, you get diabetes, just go on diabetes yeah, medicine. Exactly. <laughs> and they're exactly. And they're totally fine exactly. with it. And I'm I just mean, like, I, man, like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. what's it worth to you that cheese and stuff? Like, I don't get it. Exactly. And then I feel like my friends like tease me, like, oh, you don't eat anything, all this healthy stuff, but it's just like, yeah, but it, it, you know. It's 
good for your body and like I care yeah, about when your body feels it. good. And not everyone in Chicago is like that. There's tons of people who really, really care about it. I mean, you know, I was already into yoga and kind of eating things in moderation, but here it's so much easier to kind of relax and be healthy, right? Yeah. So like, you know, the waiter comes over and they're like, Do you want hemp milk? Do you want soy milk? Do you yeah. want almond milk? Do you want <laughs> oat two, milk? Oat milk, two percent milk. And exactly. and, and it's, it's it's really like oxygen. You're like, wow, I never really thought about it. Yeah. And there it's no big deal. Exactly. Whereas like Chicago's like, what do you want? We got milk. <laughs> exactly. We got milk. And, and it's just I like and it's not considered uh like bougie or bourgeois to want, you know, to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that I like is just normal. Exactly. A sm- smoothie life, you know, cold yeah. pressed juice life. Yeah. Working out, exactly. hiking. Hiking. Well, yeah. that's regular. If we could just bring that with the people of the East, we'd right? be in heaven, But right? I think also, too, the weather has a lot to play with it, too, because it's like, you're not really trying to do that in Chicago or in New York. Like, you're not... Yeah, the weather. You can you're not kinda... hiking. <laughs> <laughs> you hike it to the L. Or what hiking. we call the L, the subway, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah, that's your that's your workout. That's your hike. <laughs> you're so exhausted. Like, I don't know. I've had so many horrific... People peeing near me and exposing themselves to me on the subway in Chicago. And I just feel like, God, like you get home and I'm exhausted. Not like so physically, but just like, wow, let me decompress from that horrible experience on the train. And I just sometimes I just never know if I could go back to it as much as I love Chicago and as much as I love New York. Yeah. Um, So you, from what I know, you accidentally fell into styling, right? Accidentally, yeah. Yes. Well, tell me about the accident. Okay. So um, I was studying abroad because I studied at FIT and Mm -hmm. I did an abroad program um, in Paris and Italy. Um, and I met this amazing woman, Diana Siat, that I'm still friends with. Um, shout out to her. Um, basically, she met me in Paris. We hit it off. We were really good friends. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was just basically like, what do you do? I really admired her. She had really cool style. She was a little bit older than me. She was just, she was a dope person. And she's like, I work in TV. And I'm like, what? What is TV? Like, how do you work in TV? Mm-hmm. Me thinking, being from the East Coast, for me, I knew never knew anyone in entertainment. None mm-hmm. of my family was in entertainment. So if you work in TV, you were a model, an actress. You were a celebrity. Like, I never realized that there's people behind the scenes running the show. Oh, my God. There's so many people. Exactly. But I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I was so yeah, naive yeah, to that yeah. idea. So I didn't understand how she worked in TV, but I never saw her or what she did. So finally, we came back to the States. She's like, hey, ironically, she was pregnant at the time and she was moving to San Francisco with her husband she's like hey do you want my job and I'm like um yeah I'm like well like what do you do she's like I work for the Tyra Binks show and wardrobe and I'm like wait what me I'm like obsessed with Tyra Binks and then I'm like this is the first like celebrity that one I'm going to be working for this is my first main huge job and then Mm -hmm. two I have no clue what the hell I'm doing or what even your job is so I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. I'm, I'm working at, like, American Apparel at the time. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take your job. So she's like, okay, come in. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. So I come into a set. Yeah. And, like, I'm wearing, like, six-inch Louboutin heels, like, <laughs> like dressed to the ninth, beat face, and everyone's looking at me like, who is this girl? Like, yes. <laughs> like what is she doing? So obviously they could tell I've never done this before. Yeah. And finally, um, I talk with a guy and he just sees how humble I am and how hard, you know, how hard I'm willing to work. And he finally is like, you know what? Like, I like you and gave me the papers and I started working with them and didn't stop. 
So how long did you do that in New York before you left? So it really sucked. So the year that I got on the Tyra Banks show was the year that it got canceled. Okay. So I was like, man, I was I was kind of like, yes, I like, got a good job. And at that time, like, I was making pretty good money for a 19-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. and you get paid weekly in TV. So I was like, man, I'm making money. I was like, I'm working with celebrities and stuff like that. I was like, this yeah. is dope. So when it ended, I was like, oh, shit, like, what am I going to do now? Back to retail, back to American Apparel. So my cousin worked at Def Jam. Okay. And he was like, I see you're, like, doing wardrobe now. He's like, I want to connect you with this person, Atiba Newsom. So he was, like, a big stylist in New York. Okay. He did, like, a lot of stuff for, like, um, rappers and musicians and stuff like that. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. So at that time, when you would connect with someone, it would be through Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that used to be the professional kind of way of doing things. No LinkedIn. No LinkedIn. Okay. It was all right. Facebook. So I like sent him a message in Facebook. I said, Hey, we'd love to meet with you. He said, Okay, dope. The next day he's telling me to meet him at um uh shoot. Uh what was uh Sean Combs office? I can't remember. But right. anyway, I'm meeting him at Diddy's office basically because he just finished doing like Sean Combs campaign and I'm just like, okay, this is just normal, yeah, right? Sean John. Sean John. Exactly. Yeah, Sean yeah, John. Yeah, so yeah, he just yeah. did like Sean John's campaign. So I'm going up to the office there. I think it's like on Fifth Ave or something. So I'm like going up there. I'm like talking with him. He's like, yeah. He's like, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, I guess like styling. I've been styling. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. And then from there, like, we did the Prince tour. We were doing Sean Garrett music videos, Rick Ross, like, yeah. Kelly Rowland, just all these different people. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing celebrity styling. So that was a whole nother world because right. it wasn't TV. Um, and then after that, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to kill it. And it didn't really which, turn out did, that way the first you, three years. Your but. mind, what brought you to L.A.? Were you just thinking that... LA was a step up? Is that what your mind... Well, I always knew I wanted to live in LA, so I wanted to go to FITM. Oh, you did. But everybody told me not to go to FITM because they were like, no one's going to take you serious. You need to go to FIT, which I'm kind of glad I did. Yeah, no FIT is... But respected around the world. Respected around the world, exactly. So I was like, I'm going to go to FIT. So I went to FIT, got my bachelor's degree there, and literally the month after I graduated FIT, I was like, I just wanted to go to L.A. I just, Mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to live there, um, and I thought I could make it happen in L.A. So when I came out here and it really bothered me that I couldn't, I didn't understand why, because I kind of was privileged of getting all these amazing jobs thrown at me. And usually people work for years. Years. And never get, like, exactly. any of that. So you really... So I kind of, You like, drew it to yourself with your energy and your yeah, vibe. Yeah, <laughs> So I got kind of, so a little bit, I was like, I kind of got this job, luckily, by meeting people and, and having these connects. But then, like, when I got to L.A., it was the first time where I was really like, no, you got to work and prove and show that you deserve these jobs. Mm-hmm. Not just who you know is going to get you in the door anymore. So that's why three years it was really, really hard for me to find work because it was just, like, me basically knowing someone to get me in the door instead of, like, proving myself. So I think New York, well, L.A. made me really tough mm-hmm. um, because I had to show people, like, no, I'm the real deal, I'm mm-hmm. tough. Talented, I can do this. And yeah, finally, like the third year is when it really popped for me. Um, 
I met this lady who works for ABC, and she gave me my first um, biggest job doing all the promos for ABC for like the Oscars and all that. And I said, "Wow, that That's was amazing." Cool. Crazy. She's from Atlantic City, and my mom's family's from Atlantic City. She's an East Coaster. She's too. an East Coaster, and I was just like, "See, like we just we just gotta look out for each other." But um, she gave me that, and then that same week I did that is when the only agency contacted me, and they wanted me to come in for a meeting. And then I started working with them, doing like more celebrity stuff. And then they connected me with um, an amazing stylist, Marjan Malakpour. Okay. Because they wanted me to build up more of my celebrity book. And then I started working with her. And her clients were Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Cher, and Shakira. So I'm like, yeah, just working with all these like legends and icons. And like, if she couldn't do the job, she has me just flying out and meeting them and styling them and getting real personal contacts with them and it was kind of took yeah, off after that. Yeah, I, I want to talk to you about that because a lot of people was like they want to style or they say I'm a stylist yeah. and they don't really know what that entails or how much work it takes to, mm-hmm. to actually be a stylist. There's a lot of schlepping around, a right? Lot of yeah. So So what I'm saying is about that is you have an agent, so mm-hmm. I mean, would you tell someone trying to get into it on like how to get, how did you get your agent, or it, or it can give us a little bit of information on how that happened? Because well, it seems like the ideal situation instead of like blindly trying to find work. Yeah, um, getting your agent um, honestly takes you basically proving yourself in the industry. It, it sucks because you need your agent right to book these big jobs and mm-hmm. get these clients. But it's the same way with the union. You can't get in the union if you never worked on a union job. But it, then that like basically doesn't make sense, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, how am I going to get in the union job if I'm not union? It's a catch-22. So it's a catch-22. Same so with the like, actors. It's yeah. like, oh, I can't get paid, right, unless I'm in the union. But to get in the union, you have to be on a show. <laughs> That's a union show. It's a whole... Yeah, so it's basically basically that. So it got it just got to the point where I was booking so much stuff and booking so many things and people seeing how much I was working that mm-hmm. someone finally was like... You know what? I want to take 20% of this, you know? Yeah, I would like 20% of your money, exactly. please. Exactly. I would like to represent you. I'm seeing that you're constantly working on mm-hmm. your own with no representation. So right. I think I want to get in with that. And I really love my agent because she's very understanding. She works with me, and I tell her things that I want, what I don't want. And she she really works with me and expanding my clientele and me making me more diverse in all different areas, working with men, kids. And all that, because I don't want to be like a one show. You know, I can only yeah, do one Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. So, so even with styling, too, and this happens with beauty, fashion, hair care, um, it kind, these are all kind of industries that overlap. Yeah. Is there a difference between styling for people of color, black people, and styling for white people, a white mm-hmm. audience? No, there's not. But when I was telling you this, when I first got to L.A., most of my clients were black. Basically, all of my clients I ever worked with, because after Tyra, I went to Wendy and Prince. Mm-hmm. All of my clients were black, so my whole book was black. And I remember this white agent, she was like, oh, do you do white people? And I'm like, yeah. But I had <laughs> nothing in my book showing that I've ever worked with a white person before. But I couldn't believe that it made me look at myself, and I was like, oh, shit, like... People now just like think that I can just do one race, like styling is styling. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what race you are. Like I can dress, 
I can dress you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm I good. I'm just old, good at young. It's like, yeah, it's it's like kind matter. of like asking, like, do you only style, you know, young people? Exactly. You can it's style. like stylist style, you know? Correct. And if Correct. you're a good stylist, it could, you know, go in all different places. So when she, it hit me because I was like, wow, I can't believe she thinks I can only style black people. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start working with different people and different races. And now that most of my clientele, I would say, is now not black, <laughs> then now the black people are like, oh, you don't work with black people. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't win. It's like, I can't get a middle balance of, no, I do work with black people. No, I do work with everyone, basically. Yeah, it's and like, like you said, you were working with kids. Yeah, yeah. so at the, at the same time, it's just like, do you want to work with me? Or why mm-hmm. do you feel that if I do have some white clients in my book, or if I do have some black clients in my book, that I'm not able to work with you you know like why does that matter yeah 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 um so tell me I mean is there I want to hear about the best of times the worst of times and you can start anywhere was there a time where you felt kind of slighted or like marginalized for no reason and it was like a really bad experience that made you want to quit or anything like that or were there moments where you were like, no, you know, I really love this industry. Like, what's your love-hate with the industry? Um, Well, I would say, like, the first three years I was here in L.A., I really hated it because I couldn't get an opportunity. Okay. And um, with L.A., I feel like um, I'm not that social. I'm not in all the clubs and all the things like that. Like, I'm not networking like I guess the way I should be networking mm-hmm. that you do in LA and what does that even mean like, like being at all the sedity parties and like trying to make friends with select you know like that's just not me naturally so mm-hmm. it was very hard for me to do that but then I saw a lot of people with less experience than me get way ahead of me and it made me really mad because I'm like why is it because who you know but then I had to look at myself in the mirror and it's like well Aisha you got started in this business by who you know you know like that has a big, big key to people's success is who you know. Yeah. So I had to realize I had to stop hating on other people's success and just realize I need to make myself better and get successful. Yeah. Yeah, no, she just looked oh. like she had, like, a funny <laughs> arm. But, no, so, sorry, audience. Or, like, I'm looking at Janae Aiko, at the, her sativa, and um, her arm looks so weird, so it was it distracting. Does. I was it like, does. does she have a cast on? I was like, someone, it, it looks so weird. I was just, like, distracting. Um, so that was tough, but once you kind of got over the hump, you Yeah, were... when I kind of got over the hump, I was like, okay, it was good. And then now it's like... People's success doesn't make me feel bad. It makes mm-hmm. me feel good because I'm like, wow, they're doing that. All right, I got to hustle harder, you know? Um, whereas before, I think I would look at people's success and be like, why isn't it me? Like, why am I not getting a chance? Like, kind of hating on people. Um, whereas now, it's like when I see people doing amazing, it, like, inspires me to work harder or, like, yeah. go for more. Yeah, I, I was, uh, it was something interesting that um, actually Issa Rae had mm-hmm. said um, about... Um, her YouTube series and getting started and people were like, oh, everyone wants to know, like, what did I do to get, you know, this successful? And she just said, you know, um, yeah, um, 
to go lateral. You know, you don't don't always have to try to go all the way up and like, oh, I need to connect with this A-lister. Like she was like, connect with your friends, create yeah. things with your friends, and that that actually helps you too. Just always just keep creating. Exactly. And um, I think that that's something that resonates, especially now with this generation, another generation, which I feel like I'm just like one step ahead. Like I'm kind of in the middle, which is kind of yeah. weird um, because it definitely wasn't enough wardrobe and styling jobs especially in Chicago when I was trying to transition from photography to wardrobe styling it was very 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 tough yeah um but now I think it's a little bit easier to kind of you know the internet Instagram the, the upside of it is it really democratized you know exposure yeah and you can just like hey I'm doing this and put it on your Insta your Snapchat your Facebook and people can see it and even singers get you know um that LMA she was discovered on Instagram and a lot of people are discovered on Instagram and on um you know social media now so like if you're using it for your hustle you know that's positive and you can kind of grow even if you feel like you're only collabing in a lateral sense yeah and 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 two it's kind of weird for me because I started almost 10 years ago right Mm -hmm. so I started when there wasn't Instagram. I started when it was just really Facebook, and you know? And so these new I've ones don't even change. know. They're not even going to know what it's like. I mean, I, and I just, I just have to, like, brush a little dirt off my shoulder because <laughs> I was spending a lot of money on luxury goods when there was no internet. Yes. <laughs> and people were like, you are, it's, it's insane. You spent $300 on sneakers. People thought I was literally a crazy person. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I deserve luxury. Like sneak, luxury sneakers weren't even a thing yeah. yet. Yeah. And, um, it was such a, I, you know, I had a group of friends who kind of saw, you know, felt the same way I felt. And it, it, it just, it was no, Oh, I'm about to buy this. And then, so I can have it on my snap. Exactly. Or I can have it on my story. Like, we were doing it for self. We were doing we're it for doing the it culture. Yes. We are doing it for the love yes. of ourselves. That, that, that's real self-love and, and self-care because you have no one to share it with. Yeah, and that's what's really crazy because it's like, I even think about, like, you know, all the styles that are out now. And uh, and people email me, like, all the time. And they're like, yeah, I want to intern and everything like that for you. And then they come the first day and, like, when they have to do returns or they realize that, like, they're not on set with the celebrity, they're like, oh, you know what, I don't think this is for me. And it's like, wow, I remember my first day uh, going to set. It wasn't, I mean, it was on a TV show, but I have a steaming, and I'm in heels, mind you. And then I have to run up to Times Square to go to uh, Forever 21 to get, like, some black ribbon and, like, bras at Nordstrom, like... And I'm doing this in the city with heels on on the subway, okay? I don't have my nice little car. I'm driving around with the valet parking and the validated. So to me, when it's like girls come up to me and they're like, yeah, I want to They don't have the ethic. I'm like, you don't even want to work. Like, you just want to be what on set to pose. But, like, you don't even know, like, the hustle that goes into it. Like, I've been doing this before Instagram, before this was a trend, like... Y'all, y'all couldn't see me working. Y'all couldn't see the sweat you and tears. You gotta do it because you love it. You, you have, have to do it, it. Yeah. because it's not gonna work. And it's like I just see so many people come and go in this industry, and it's like it's funny. Like all the real stylists know each other, and we've been in the game for a minute because it's yeah. like we're not here for five seconds and just styling for yeah. you know one thing, and then like oh you know what I'm for an insta post, else. yeah, like we're so really stupid. in it. You yeah, know? so. 
ultimately, what do you want to see happen? So now you're like 10 years in the game. Yes. What's next for the Aisha Ray brand? What, what would you like to see happen? What I would like to see happen is my new showroom that I just started this year. So what I is really, it? I really, Black Creative. Okay. So I really want to see that grow because um, I'm really passionate about that and just helping new designers get exposure and placements. Um, I don't know. I just really, really love it. And even connecting with stylists and collaborating with designers on making tour looks and pieces like that and being excited with the designer because one of our designers got placed in Justin Timberlake halftime show. Great. And I just remember, like, that's when I knew my business was real when I was like, wow, I got someone on the main stage, you know? Mm. I was like... What one of I the can, most that's history yeah and I'm like what I can do for so many different designers I was like I can't it's just a different kind of feeling you work with a celebrity and it's just like they want to work with you because maybe you know you worked with so and so and like it's just that moment and then we forget about it but it's like that's timeless you know like making a brand become the next biggest brand or become CFDA you know that's something that like you can't erase and so yeah. that's why um i'm really excited about that and then eventually i want to have my own clothing line too okay so you do want a clothing line. i do want a clothing line i do okay yeah okay but so that's that's way down down, down so if someone could afford you uh <laughs> how would they find you um, the best way to find you. They slide into your DM, they or they slide into my DM, or do they go email, to your agent? My website, my agent. Um, What's uh, your website? Um, AishaRayStyle.com. Okay, and that's a, that's R A E guys. Yeah, R A E. Instagram AishaRayStyle. Email AishaRayStyle at gmail.com. It's very easy to contact me because <laughs> everything is the same. Just add the Gmail or .com or. <laughs> She's well branded, people. Yes. Well branded. She makes it super easy. Very easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, I, I just thank you so much for being here, and I love, um, especially when we are making steps, and that's the ladies with the melanin. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. But it's really for everyone, like you said, and um, I know that you're going to make all this stuff happen, you know, that you want to make happen. Thanks, and you have to wear something, and hopefully if you have to wear something, Aisha Ray. Is styling you. Yes. And on that note, as always, I say peace. <laughs>